Hi, everybody, and welcome to Observing with Webb for September of 2020. School is starting, and the nights are getting longer, and two gas giants are dominating the night skies, while two terrestrial planets make their morning appearances. Welcome to Observing with Webb, where a high school astronomy teacher tells you what you're looking at, why it's so cool, and what you should check out later this month at night. So don't forget to check this out on YouTube, Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, and social media, Mr. Webb PV on Twitter and Instagram, and at PV Planetarium on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, but let's talk about what's going on for the month. Um, well, school's starting, so this is going to be kind of bare bones, but I think it'll give you enough for you to take a nice look at the sky. All right, so I'm going to start with the planets and then move on to the events and then talk about the constellations. So the planets, you might have already been noticing, uh, Saturn and Jupiter are looking just gorgeous out there. Uh, all you have to do is look south or southwest before midnight and just find the two really bright points of light that are, you know, fairly close together, less than a fist width held at arm's length. Now Jupiter is going to be the one that is the brightest spot and it's no more than 30 degrees above the horizon, but just look for the brightest spot. And then Saturn will be about seven degrees to the left of that, less than a fist width. Uh, and Saturn will be brighter than everything around it except for Jupiter. And of course, these make a great pair for getting your binoculars or a telescope out uh, because you can see both of them really close together. You're not moving the telescope too much. You've got the rings of Saturn and the moons of Jupiter, which should change from night to night, uh, which is just absolutely gorgeous. And who knows, maybe if you have a decent telescope, you can actually see an eclipse on Jupiter, which is when one of its moons passes in front of Jupiter and casts a shadow. But anyway, um, there you go. Saturn and Jupiter off in the south before midnight. And throughout the night, we have Mars. Mars moves from the east to the south to the west, east around sunset, south around midnight, and west in the morning. And all you're looking for is the non-twinkling reddish-orange dot. And I believe next month we're getting to an opposition, which means it should be pretty good for observ observing, which I will uh, talk a little bit about next month. Now, in the morning, if you've been getting up, uh, you should be able to see Venus rising in the east, and that rises around 3.30 in the morning, so anytime after that you can see it, and it's about 30 degrees above the horizon by the time sunrise comes around. Uh, it's just absolutely bright, absolutely gorgeous. Now, of course, all these planets have some close encounters with the moon, but I'm going to get to that in a second. Let's talk about the moon in general. Now, the full moon was on the 2nd of September, and so that's visible all night. Now, the uh, last quarter moon is on the 10th, which means it only rises at midnight. The left half is lit up, and you can kind of see it into the morning daylight as well. Then it's going to get closer to a crescent, and it'll be a new moon on the 17th. 
So basically from the 10th to the 17th and then on to the 23rd is probably your best observing at night because you have the new moon on the 17th and the first quarter moon is on the 23rd. That's when the right half of the moon is lit up and you can see it um, up until midnight when it sets. So what does the moon actually do in terms of having nice close encounters with these planets? So on September 5th, that would be tonight as of this broadcast, uh, the moon and Mars will be uh, pretty close together. Uh, just get out after 9.30 and find the moon and red ruddy Mars will be right nearby. Uh, shouldn't be too hard to find. Mars will be a brightish reddish dot pretty darn close to the moon. Uh, and then on the 14th, 14th of September, you have a close encounter between the moon and Venus. So you have to go out after 3.30 in the morning. That's when they rise. Venus and the moon should be really easy to spot. Uh, Venus will be very, very bright. The moon will be its big, beautiful crescent, and it'll be about four degrees to the left of Venus. This is a good one for the camera. If you have a good zoom lens, you could find a nice good picture of those two next to each other uh, and go from there. Now, about another week later, well, it looks like most of these are about a week apart. Another week later, you have the fall equinox. Now, you've got all locations on Earth, just about, experiencing a day of exactly 12 hours and a night of 12 hours. In other words, the sun is above the horizon for 12 hours. Um, there's a little detail on the edges there, but I'm going to ignore that. But it is the astronomical first day of fall, even though in terms of meteorology, the, uh, the month actually starts, or sorry, fall pretty much starts at the beginning of September. Now, the next event is the 24th to the 25th. You have a nice close encounter between the moon, Jupiter, and Saturn. All you have to do is get out after sunset and find the moon toward the southeast. Easy enough to do. And Jupiter is going to be the brightest point nearby. And Saturn is going to be to the left of Jupiter and also very bright. So don't forget, 5th, the moon will be near Mars. 14th in the morning, it'll be near Venus. And the 24th and 25th, the moon will be near Jupiter and Saturn. All right, so let's take a moment and talk about some of the constellations that are still up. Of course, I always recommend using skymaps.com to help you out. They do a wonderful job every month of putting out a sky map with some of this information on there. So after dinner, I would highly recommend going out, find a nice south-looking horizon, and find Sagittarius. Now, Sagittarius is the teapot asterism, which is part of the constellation Sagittarius. Um, and it's currently um, just kind of out there looking exactly like a teapot. Um, just look at a picture and you'll know exactly what I mean. There are at least seven easily visible clusters and nebulas up and to the right of the teapot, the steam of a boiling teapot, if you will. So Sagittarius is a very, very good one to see. 
The other ones to see would be the summer triangle, which is three constellations, Lyra, Cygnus, and Aquila, and I throw Delphinus in there as well. But look straight up before 10 p.m., and you will be able to see Lyra the harp with the brightest summer star, Vega, Cygnus the swan with one of the other bright stars, uh, Deneb, and Aquila the eagle with a bright star, Altair, in that one. And so those three bright stars in those three constellations form the asterism that we call the summer triangle. So off to the east of this triangle is a small but beautiful constellation known as Delphinus. And if you're under dark skies away from city lights, you might just catch a glimpse of the Milky Way passing through Cygnus and Aquila. And if you're looking past 10 p.m., you'll see that they've moved toward the west and they're going to be lower in the sky. But let's say you're going out before work uh, and it's still dark. Um, I would suggest looking at Cassiopeia because just a few degrees below the zenith, which means it's pretty high in the sky, the zenith is the point straight above you, uh, kind of toward the north is the queen Cassiopeia. So all you have to do is look north and tilt your head almost all the way up and you'll see five bright stars that form an M or an upside down W in the sky. Now, depending on what font you normally use. But the angle on the left will almost be a right angle, and the one on the right will be obtuse, so bigger than 90 degrees. So uh, again, don't forget that you can find the podcast on pod, mrweb.podbean.com, Stitcher, iTunes, just search for Observing with Web. There's also a video version on my YouTube channel every month. That's Mr. Web PV. And also Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, look up Mr. Web PV or PV Planetarium. And that is it for September. Go out there and take a look at the planets. Get that telescope out because you might be using it next month for Mars. Uh, definitely a good month for getting out there and checking out the sky. So with that, I'd like to wish you all very clear, dark skies for the month of September. 